When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 267 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to Nebraska's loss to Michigan and look forward to the final home game of the year on Saturday. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know someone who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. And a hush fell over the crowd. (sighs) Usually Justin and I are talking over each other at the start because it's always like, who's going to talk first? Today, we just kind of waited a second because we don't know. We're having an identity crisis here as the Husker Football Fan Podcast. We're still fans. Always going to be fans. More commonly known as Husker Pod. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know it's just like what is there to say at this point? There's very little to say. There's going to be a change, or there has already been a change instigated, initiated. There's a change coming. It's coming around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. Mm. I'm stuck in losing prison with the Dementors. Time keeps dragging on. Did you read the Harry Potter books? I did. I I did not read them. You know what? I resisted for a really long time, kind of as a literature snob, because this is like when I was was it was it in high school when it started coming out? And yeah. Then in, yep. And then I was in college studying English, and it's just like if everybody likes it, there's got to be something wrong with it. But then this girl that I was dating, who I ended up marrying, was into them, and and so I kind of felt like a jerk. And so then there was this like two week period right before the last one came out. Where I just pounded through all six of the first, oh. all, yeah, the first six, and then there was a, you know, I went to a, it was a, I think it was in Andersonville at a bookstore in Chicago for the, for book seven, and I don't know if Mandy came with me or if she went to one somewhere else, but it's kind of like, hey, I'm ready to celebrate with you. Woo! That's fun. That's cool. I, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I had a similar, similar experience with Lost. I know we brought that up last week, but. I uh, I kind of poo-pooed Lost for the longest time, and then I ended up watching the first five seasons right before the sixth season started. So, oh yeah, the you sixth and so final much. season, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, anyway. But anyway, I was quoting Johnny Cash and talking about how change is coming, mm. and so it's hard to know what to talk about. And then we talked about Harry Potter. <laughs> it's my bad. I just think it's indicative of like <laughs> we all saw it. I mean. Yeah. I don't know how many people watched all of it. I did. Um, I was kind of irritated when they tried to beat the spread there at the end with their field goal. I got to say this. I have complained over the years um, about commentators during Nebraska's football games. 
RG3 is awesome. I yeah, really, really enjoyed his color commentary. So, yeah, I, I would not mind hearing him again during a Nebraska game. That was great. Yeah, he brought some energy, and some then, fresh vibes. Yeah, and then on Twitter, he was actually saying nice things about Nebraska. So, that's kind of neat. So, yeah, but what should we talk about? <laughs> um, Well, you know, th- we have reached the part in the season uh, in which there is, I mean... It was kind of already decided, but um, at this point, it is verifiable. It is locked in. We are not going to a bowl game. Ah, yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I saw a stat that said, like, Frost is the first Husker coach never to take Nebraska to a bowl game since the guy before Devaney. Huh. Which Bad I mean, when, when you think about it, I mean that I mean that's just because we've had like five coaches since him, but still, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And on the radio this week, uh, I kept hearing a, a uh, like a little Husker nugget on the radio. Uh, did I mention it was on the radio? Um, <laughs> but they were saying like Nebraska is officially the worst team in college football now that Kansas has kind of gotten over that hump. Um, it's weird, man. And then, like, you you were tweeting some stuff about how, like, if if our O-line was decent, our running backs would look good, too. And then, like, all these people were coming out of the woodwork to talk trash. Like, I guess we've already touched on this before, but, like, why? Why? Why do people think that they're, like, getting one in on Nebraska fans by rubbing our nose in it? We already know we're bad. Like, we don't need you guys. Yeah, well, the announcer said Nebraska sure wishes they had Blake Corum, and I was just like, well, look, Anthony Grant's a really good running back, Mm -hmm. and if he was running behind Michigan's offensive line, he'd look like an all-star, too. Absolutely. So I just thought it was a dumb comment. It was a lazy comment. You know, sometimes I guess I do feel bad for these announcers who get stuck announcing a one-sided game. It's, you know, you got to fill the space. And so they start saying dumb stuff. Start talking about... A Rubik cube, not a Rubik's cube, but a Rub- Rubik he kept, cube. He kept saying like Rubrics cube. Well, there was that too, but <laughs> I just thought it was a poor metaphor for like the the Rubrics cube of the the running game because it didn't. It, I mean, yeah, sure, there was some disguises here and there, but they're just running down our throat, and there's no their their guys were beating our guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no magic to it, no mystery formula to solve. So we need better players who can execute. Sometimes, sometimes for television, they get a little bit too cute with the analysis. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Michigan's a really good team. Yeah, they are. Um, they took it to us. It could have been worse. I thought if they'd uh, picked up the pace, like they could have just destroyed mm-hmm. us. I listened to some commentary after the game. I usually try to stay away from that before we record, but I gave in to temptation. So just acknowledge that it's not an original thought to say that the defense actually played hard mm-hmm. and uh, and fought and made plays and you know they just got over overwhelmed and the offense once again did nothing. Yeah, well, it it seemed like they were starting to fall into a rhythm right before Purdy got hurt. So. I mean, yeah, it could have been worse. It it could have been better. It might have been better. It's hard to know. I saw a tweet during the game that said, 
that put the over-under for Nebraska's time of possession at 20 and said, are you taking the over or the under? If you had to guess, do you think we had the ball for more or less than 20 minutes? I don't know yet. Uh, I would say definitely more than 20 minutes. You think we had it for more than 20 minutes? Okay, I, well, I would I'll, say so. I'll take the under for interest of conversation. And time of possession. We had it for 24 and a half minutes. Wow. That was, 35 to 25, basically. I was expecting a little bit lower than that, like 21 or 22. But that's a more even split than you'd think. But maybe that's the result downs. of us running it a bunch. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, trying to milk it. Yeah. Eight first downs to their 27. We were 5 of 15. They were 4 of 10 on third down. Everybody who went for fourth got it. We were 1 of 1. They were 2 of 2. Hmm. They were in 20 more plays than us, 69 to 49. We punted it four more times, 7 versus 3. Only four penalties for us for 30 yards, one for them for 15. No fumbles lost, no interceptions thrown. Just kind of a line-up and pound them game. Yeah. Here's your stat of the game, though, for Nebraska. Guess who our rushing leader was? Uh, Chubba? Yeah. Was it? Five carries for 39 yards. You know, I've noticed in the past that he slides funny. Like, he slides That's like someone who was coached at one time to not slide, and then he's like, oh, crap, I need to slide at this point in my career. Mm. Mm. Uh, because you know, if he slides decently, that's not uh, that's not an injury, right? Don't right. You think? Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and no uh, no ill will towards the guy who kind of gave him a little tap coming down too. Yeah. In the moment, I thought it was like a brutal hit or something, but then on replay, it's like, oh no, he. I mean, he he made sure he was going down. I guess. Yeah. And he, but you he, know, he let up. He didn't like smash into him either. Yeah, he didn't. So poor poor Chuba. <laughs> Yeah. Just when uh, starting to shine, I mean, I think, I, and we we don't know what's wrong with Logan, right? Just that there's something wrong. Yep, yep. I haven't listened to a ton of post game analysis, so or you know, I didn't really listen to the press conferences. We're just a <laughs> minimum effort right now. I think it's safe to say. So something I did last week that I forgot to even bring up is, anytime it looked like Logan Smothers was going to come in. I, I kept turning to my uh, my buddy Danny and just saying, "Time to get smothered." <laughs> I kind of wish that we had more opportunities for that throughout the season, but so witty. Alas, it's winding down. Yes. I mean, I would totally use the hashtag smothered. <laughs> Is that you just got smothered? You've been smothered. What's the sound effect for uh, for when they got um, slimed on? You can't do that on television. Oh, I don't know. Some, okay. some like 70s uh, stock audio. Blah, 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 blah. That was more dumb. Remember all those cartoons all used the same sound effects? Like the the squishing sound or... It's, it was almost like the, like cartoon, Saturday morning cartoons had like 20 Wilhelm Scream style sound effects where you just heard them in every cartoon. Or kind of like how I've heard the the monkey sounds from Curse of Monkey Island in like 800 commercials. Anytime there's a monkey, it's always the same sound effect. Mm. Or anytime there's a baby, there's always that, ah, you know, that little, I, I can't do it. Uh, my voice is not great tonight, but, but you know, that, 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 that rise and fall of the like cooing baby sound, people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. What should we talk about? Is there anything you want to talk about for the season moving forward? I mean, you, you, did you already say 
Yeah, I mean, we, we, we talked about how there's no bowl game, so the question now is, like, what is there to play for? What What is what is our hope um, for the remaining two games? Like, what are well, people I mean, going to show up for on Saturday? Well, we haven't beat Wisconsin for six or seven years. We haven't beat Iowa for six, and se- six or seven years. Iowa does feel like they're starting to turn it around a little bit, mm-hmm. but this Wisconsin team is as beatable as they've ever been. Yeah, yep. If we could, uh, I don't know. At this point, like, if someone has a little bit of nerve damage, <laughs> I laugh saying it. Like, how are they playing football ever again this season mm-hmm. with a little bit of nerve damage? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm not familiar with what you need to do to recover from a little bit of nerve damage, but it's like a little bit of my arm got ripped off. Or yeah, I mean, like, I'm not a doctor, folks, but when I hear that, I think it could get better or it could never get better. Like, not not to be negative about it, but like from what I understand, when people have nerve damage, like that's totally unpredictable. And I mean, I I wish the kid well. I hope he fully recovers, but who knows? Yeah. So all that to say, uh, you know, I think some of the last few games that we've lost would have been a lot. We could have won. I think we could have beat Minnesota with KCN. I think that this game we at least cover with KCN. He's a uh, he can get the ball to Trey Palmer a lot more effectively than anybody else has demonstrated the ability to do. And, um, you know, the defense is scrapping. But, you know, at one point, how many backups were in? I mean, we had our backup. It's basically our backup head coach, our backup offensive coordinator, our back three levels deep backup quarterback. Uh, you know, it's the, it's the Big Ten and it's November, so we're, everybody's nicked up. But it feels like we're a little bit... We're suffering a little more than average. Um, We're like the wounded deer trying to get off the ice. Which wounded? Is that a specific reference, or is no. that just a metaphor you came up with? I'm just, yeah, I'm just thinking of like. I mean, I'm know, there's of always Bambi. like these videos of like, like the the deer that's like desperately trying to get out because like it fell through. It's in like the slushy ice, and then they're like, and then they made the tough decision to put it out of its misery. <laughs> Where I don't. What do you mean? There's always these videos. Where are you? Like going I mean, for it, it'll, it'll be like on the news. They'll be like a deer got caught at Lake Zarinsky this evening. People tried to help it, but then they just shot it instead. <laughs> I guess I don't really watch the news anymore. I haven't mm-hmm. for a long time. I mean, I'm referencing something from probably like a decade ago, but still. <laughs> It happens. Okay. And then there's know. like there's like animal rescue videos on like the Weather Channel or something. I don't know. Hmm. But well, I would love to beat Wisconsin and Iowa both. I think that would be fantastic. I think we're still playing to keep a little bit of pride, a little bit of momentum. I read an article. Maybe this is like conspiracy theory, but like we made an offer to a previously unheralded quarterback that is both like capable of being a stand in the pocket and throw accurately, but also run RP run pass option stuff. Um, so like the person was implying or saying that maybe Mickey knows who the head coach is going to be or knows what the offensive system is going to be. And so like this player fits that and that's why they're recruiting him. Mm. So anyway, I, you know, we just kind of got to hold out. It, it's going to be Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving before we know it. And then, do you think we hear an announcement Saturday? I would expect so. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of par for the course now, right? Like, last game's over and done with. we got to hit the ground running trying to recruit for the next coach. Now, I don't have any specific coaches in mind when I ask this question, 
So, you know, it might not, it might be a ridiculous comment, but what if we have someone who is going to be playing in a conference championship game the following, you know, a weekend or two after, you know, that, do you wait until that's over? Or do you stalk them for the last month of their career at that school? I mean, Frost, (laughs) sorry. Remember Frost was announced Oh, I guess he it was, was supposed announced. To be, no, he was, was supposed announced to, like during the game, wasn't he? Well, it was supposed to be right after the game, but then they went to overtime. It was like a timed reveal. Or oh, okay. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. That whole so, thing. So, I mean, in that case, it might be that we're waiting here until December. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Bro, I'm... I'm just right now. You got me thinking about like, what are people gonna write about the Frost era, like in 50 years? Like, how will history look back on what we just went through? What is you know, it's always gonna start off with well, you know, he wasn't a, a, a amazing quarterback who won a national championship. Yep. And so, and then he had this amazing coaching journey, career this rise to stardom. Yeah. yeah, with all these experiences with all these different great coaches and. Claiming the national championship. <laughs> I, my in-laws are with me right now, and I was just... I don't remember how we got on this, but I was talking about how there's this generation of 40- and 50-year-old men in Lincoln and Omaha and around the state of Nebraska who played on great Nebraska football teams, mm. and they have this this cultural sway... Yeah. Like it, once they cross the river into Iowa, nobody cares about most of them. There's a few names that, you know, still But they all own like restaurants. Yeah, and, they've yeah. got like their their name and experience is worth like, I don't know, twenty thousand dollars a year, you know, just to just put a baseline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there's just some there's some real value to them and so they're like running things in some weird and, and I think that I think it's becoming uh generally accepted that that crew maybe overwhelmed scott like he tried to embrace it because you always hear i okay yeah so i'll finish that thought and and so he was just bowled over by it and thought he could manage it and it was too much for him there's too many cooks in the kitchen okay i was in san diego for work this last week and i walked in looking for someone and i had uh some nebraska gear on as one does and someone was like hey and i was like oh are you the person i'm looking for and he wasn't but he went to Arizona State in the 90s, and one of his best friends played football on the team in the 90s. I didn't recognize his name, but this guy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm friends with Tommy Frazier. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people. He's like, Tommy says he's done with the program because, like, all the former players are totally ignored, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure the opposite is true. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> like, pretty for- sure that that's what people were saying during Riley, and suddenly yeah. it's cropping yeah. up again. Yeah. yeah, I just, and then so like I'm trying to meet someone, and all of a sudden I'm stuck talking about the 90s with a stranger who won't let me go. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <sighs> hey, there's, there's one question I still have about the Michigan game. What's that? How'd our SB Plus numbers do? Special teams had some decent punts. I... Okay, I looked it up. I don't even. <laughs> it's just nonsense to me. I'm, so we're not I'm, breaking a hundred. No. Oh. So we're sixty-four overall. Offense is forty-four, which is not terrible considering how bad this offense is. Yeah. Defense is seventy-three, and special teams is one twenty-eight. What? 
Uh, yeah. That's a huge drop. I, I feel like Bill Connolly's losing me. <laughs> you know, before he sold out and went to ESPN, he provided so much data, like, behind his big scores that we always share, those big numbers, and you could read into the different metrics that led to it, but now, you know, he worked for the man, and all that stuff is hidden behind a wall, and it's just... Hmm. feels almost silly. SP Plus is indeed intended to be predictive and forward-facing. It is not a resume ranking that gives credit for big wins and particularly brave scheduling. No good predictive system is. It is simply a measure of the most sustainable and predictable aspects of football. If you're lucky or unimpressive in a win, your rating will probably fall. If you're strong and unlucky in a loss, it will probably rise. Hmm. I think it's really remarkable that we have the 44th-ranked offense, considering we've scored... Yeah, holy cow. How many touchdowns have we scored? Like, we didn't we didn't score one this week. What last the week, there was last week? one. Last week, yeah. we scored one touchdown. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm starting to lose faith here. Everything Dude, you said was a lie. Can you believe that we won two games in a row earlier this season? That was... Those were exciting times. It's like, I want to go back and listen to our Rutgers recap just to see what we were thinking. <laughs> Because even the Purdue game, we we hung with them. Yeah. Like, that was a game that was competitive, and then everything started going downhill with Illinois. It is. It's bizarre. Well, want to talk about Wisconsin real quick here? Sure. Uh, I've got their SP plus. Okay. Wisconsin. All right. They are 24th overall, sitting at 4-4. and They have the 46th best offense, so a little worse than us. And the 15th defense, so much better than us. Wow. And then special teams are sitting at 70. I hardly think that they, they have special teams that are statistically potentially twice as good as ours. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously that math doesn't work out, and it isn't like a percentage, but still. Are there, are there really 50 teams between us and Wisconsin in terms of talent gap there for special teams i don't really understand like i said i'm starting to yeah it's all good feel doubt in my heart well so, the spread so, is uh just under two scores and uh fpi espn's fpi has us at a 25 percent chance of victory that's that's like a i'll take it number right there yeah i'll take that Wisconsin was down 14 to 10 at halftime against Iowa. They didn't score again. Did you watch the game? I didn't have an opportunity. Nor did I. Are you going? No, I I almost had the opportunity to actually, but uh I'm uh we we talked a little bit about this off air. We're I'm in the midst of uh wedding video editing season. Mm. <laughs> and I got a deadline. And um, I am preaching for the first time at my church the, oh, wow, that's the following weekend. So, uh, yeah, I pretty much have all of my free time locked in between now and Thanksgiving. When's the last time you preached? Oh, man. Um, that would be my last Sunday. So June, like the first Sunday in June of 2019. Wow. So it's been a while. It's been, it's been a minute. a minute. Jinx. It's the first what? first Sunday of Advent too, so I'm gonna be oh, like, "Oh, is it this Sunday?" Advent? No, 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 no. The the week that I'm preaching. So. Oh, oh, oh! I was gonna say, <laughs> what? 
Surprise, it's before Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's really come early this year. Um, we haven't got a babysitter yet, so we got to figure that out. Mm. 11 o'clock kickoff. I have not looked at the weather. Senior day. I think it's going to start to get a little bit warm again this weekend, so you might be okay. Well, it's uh, looking just at the Apple weather app. It's a high of 35 and low of 12 and oh, sunny. Man. The next it, day it's showing pushing 50. That's funny. But it is... Uh, but at least the sun will sunny. be out. Yeah. yeah, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, it was funny. Two weeks ago, I forgot that like even though it's starting to cool down, sunscreen is still a good idea. Mm. And since I was in the North Stadium, and I had just got a haircut a couple days earlier, I felt bad because I had a Santa hat. But I was like, I'm going to wear this thing the whole time. I don't want my forehead to get fried. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I wore a Santa hat, and I survived. <laughs> Speaking of surviving, shout out to my brother-in-law, Connor, for running a sub-330 marathon this morning. Holy cow. Yeah, up in Madison, which wow. is hilly. So that's impressive. That's almost twice. No, that's not twice as fast as my marathon time. But still, that's significantly faster. <laughs> it did not take me seven hours to finish a marathon, Justin. <laughs> I was trying to... Yeah, I didn't think so. Isn't that, like, clear the course long? Yeah, that's, like, the, everybody's shutting down. And then... Walk. Yeah. You and need you... to get past the busy intersections or else, like, they're <laughs> oh, going to take you off the course. Yeah. Yep. I did that with a half marathon one time. I had not been training, and they were like, we're going to shut it down soon. I was like, oh, crap, I can't be that guy. And I just made it in by the skin of my teeth before they started shutting things down. Oh, that's good. So That's not, not fun to be that at that spot in the race. <laughs> anyway. Well, gosh, I, I feel like we haven't talked about a lot of football here, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like there's much to talk about. Yeah. We're waiting. We're waiting for the coach. We want to see these kids continue to fight, and we don't want to see them get hurt. And... Hopefully, uh, poor uh, Whipple is okay. Yeah, my goodness. Sounds like, sounds like he didn't call maybe the first three plays of the second half, but then mm. he called the rest from the box. Okay, that's good. I mean, if you think of like one person on the sideline from everything we know who should not get bowled over, it's him. Because mm-hmm. I think he was on a scooter earlier this week. Earlier yeah, he was like season, already injured, <laughs> dealing with something which he wouldn't talk about. Um, he really looked like he was hurting. That was yeah. sad. Yeah, but hey, uh, good on him for fighting through and continuing to do the job. I think a lot of people would have tapped out at halftime. So maybe he did <laughs> mentally. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well hey, hey, go big red, Mike. Yeah. Well, before before we oh, wrap oh, up, you I just, to say? yeah, I just want to say like one one thing that kind of for me is keeping the candle burning is like you know we're the Husker football fan podcast, and I think that we are still indicative of the greater fan base at large you know we're just kind of a random sample of two dudes that love husker football i think um the coolest thing that we could see this saturday is see a full stadium even though there's like what are they playing for they're playing for their pride at this point right um i was really impressed with how people showed up and people supported the team uh last week so i hope we we see the same this saturday so that's my two cents before we close it down. I'll be there. Awesome. I'll look for you. What, what are you going to wear? Oh, 
Um, well, actually, it is. It's a bundle-up day. I haven't thought about it yet. Oh. I was I making used... the joke about everybody's like, yeah, look no, for me, I'll be in red. I, I know you were. But I'll I be wearing red. I decided not to engage. I used to have a personal tradition of wearing a my Husker tie to the last game of the year. So maybe we'll do, maybe we'll dig that up. Right on. Try to class class it up a little bit. We'll see. Right on. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. You gonna say it? Well, I think. Don't you say it first? Usually. Oh, go big red, Mike. Go big red. I guess I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> well, all right. Talk to you later. Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.